Welcome to Throne of Chaos. We are your hosts, Autumn and Kelsey. And today we are doing our second double chapter episode. So join us as we discuss chapters 15 and 16 of Throne of Glass. And as always, this is a disclaimer that we do not represent Sarah J. Mass nor Bloomsbury Publishing. Our thoughts and opinions are our own. And to recap our last chapter episode, which was chapter 14, we learned that the Eye Eater has been murdered and his body has been found in ribbons, which is Sarah's favorite word. Selena gives Nox some lessons at dagger throwing. Kel visits her rooms and we learn how he became captain of the guard and that he gave up his title as Lord of Aniel. And we also learn a little bit more about Selena's time as an assassin under Arabin and how she got a certain scar on her right hand. So chapter 15 opens up with Selena and Kel entering the sparring room the morning of the first test. She didn't know what to expect with all the training over the last five days. Her body ached, and though she would never admit it, it was nearly impossible to hide her throbbing pain in her limbs. She looks up at a towering black curtain sweeping across half the room. Whatever lay beyond that curtain, she realized, was to decide the fate of one of them. The competitors lingered by their trainer's side. A rustling quiet replaced the normal ruckus. Their sponsors were atop the mezzanine looking down at them. Her gaze met the crown princes and her throat tightened. Although he sent her books, she hadn't seen or heard from him since the meeting with the king. He flashed her a grin, his sapphire eyes gleaming, and gave him a tight smile. It's weird to think that she's only been out of Indovir for, th- for three weeks. Yeah, and, and that has- she's only been training for five days. Yeah. Five days? Five days in a, like a year. Yeah. A year in prison. Yeah. And this is where we're at. Like, these boys did not think things through. <laughs> they did not. And it's been a while since we've seen Dory. And, like, we haven't seen him since chapter 10. For real. Yeah. This, that- is, this is why she doesn't tell anyone her plans the rest of the series. Because right. she was like, when you were in charge, I got five <laughs> days to, like, yeah. recuperate from being in prison yeah. for a year. Yeah. She's like, like I'm in charge now and I, my plans are better than yours. It's the, I'm the captain now. Soon. Right. <laughs> I'm the captain. Basic. She takes over and she's like, I'm not telling you any plans. You're just along for the ride. And that's it. Like, Girl. congratulations. This is right. your prize. <laughs> Girl power for her the rest of the time. For she's real. Like, I cannot trust you. <laughs> and, and Rowan is just like, all right. Yeah. He's just following her along. Like, I'm 500 <laughs> years old, but let me just follow the crazy 18-year-old and be yeah. like, yep, what she says She's- goes. <laughs> She's got it. Have you seen her fire powers? I'm a little scared of her. I'm just going to do what she tells me. <laughs> so someone stepped up beside her, and she knew who it was before he spoke. It's a bit dramatic, don't you think? She glanced at Knox, Kale tensing next to her. She could feel him watching the thief closely, no doubt wondering if she and Knox were formulating some escape plan that would include the deaths of every member of the royal family. She replied to Knox quietly, After five days of mindless training, I'm glad for a bit of excitement. Knox laughed, asking her, What do you think it is? She shrugged, keeping her attention on the curtain. She thinks that even if she knew what was behind the curtain, it wouldn't help. Knox says that, hopefully, it's a pack of man-eating wolves that we have to take on with our bare hands. Wouldn't that be fun? She replies with a half-smile on her lips. Kel subtly cleared his throat, indicating that it isn't time for talking. 
Best of luck, she tells Knox before striding towards the curtain with Kale close behind her. She asks him under her breath if he has any idea what's behind the curtain and he shakes his head. She adjusts the leather belt slung across her hips. It was the kind of belt intended to bear the weight of multiple weapons. Its likeness now only reminded her of what she'd lost and what she had to gain. At least with the death of the Eye Eater, she had one less man to compete with. I think Kale's reaction could have also been, uh, he's just jealous of any man who pays attention to Selena. Yeah. Because, like, we know he doesn't have the best emotional intelligence. Right. To understand any feelings that he has. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of shocking because he's the eldest. You're the I oldest, dude. Yeah. You're literally the oldest and you act the youngest. So... And he acts like he can't stand her and she's an assassin, but then he doesn't want anyone else to give her attention either, including yeah. Dorian. For real. Yeah. He He's very much Ron in his emotional range of a teaspoon. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Ron and Kale, which I like Ron, but sometimes he's a little I like bozo. Ron, but yeah, Ron yeah. had a lot of emotional growing up to do. Yes. And yes. said a lot of stupid things. So he yes. is, Kale yes. is Ron of this yeah. trio. And mm-hmm. Selena is definitely Harry going off to do yeah. just <laughs> whatever to think second. Yeah. It's the Gryffindor in her. Yes. She glanced up at Dorian thinking that he could probably see what was behind the curtain. Why not help her cheat a little? She notes the other sponsors are noblemen in fine clothing and ground her teeth at the sight of Parrington. He was smirking as he watched Kane and she wondered if he already told Kane what was beyond the curtain. This whole scene in the book, she is just so concerned. Like, she cannot think of anything else. What's behind the curtain? And it's the forefront of her mind. She she wants Dorian to help her cheat to figure out what's behind it. It's the not knowing. It's the suspense is just eating her alive. Yes. But she's also right. Kane definitely knows. Oh, for sure. Kane knew the whole time. Every step of the way. Right. Kane knew. He, He definitely had the advantage over everyone the whole entire time. Not only what he was doing back behind the scenes, but also in each yeah, Parrington was definitely laying the pathway for him. Right. Attention now, Brulo called to them. Your first test has arrived. As his majesty has ordered, one of you will be eliminated today. One of you will be deemed unworthy. He snapped his fingers and a guard pulled back the curtain and Selena almost laughed. Archery? It was an archery contest? Brulo tells them that the rules are simple. You get five shots, one per target. The one with the worst aim goes home. It was all Selena could do to keep from beaming. But Kane didn't bother to hide his triumphant grin. She wonders why it couldn't have been him who was found dead. Because he's the <laughs> one helping do it. He's, exactly. he's, he, he's in charge of what's going on there. <laughs> he's the facilitator of those deaths. That's why he's not dead. It's just funny that she does want him dead from the beginning. Like, yes. She's like, I hate you on first sight. It's on sight. Yes. <laughs> I've seen what I've needed to see. We're good. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) You'll go one at a time, Brulo says, as a pair of soldiers rolled out a cart of bows and quivers of arrows. Form a line at the table to determine your order. The test begins now. Kel grabbed her shoulder as she made her way to the line, telling her not to show off. She smiled at him sweetly and pried his fingers off, saying, I'll try not to. She thinks how much of a leap of faith it is to give them arrows, even if the tips were blunted. It wouldn't stop it from going through Parrington's throat or Dorian's if she wanted. And honestly, that is not smart on this part of giving all these criminals 
bows and arrows seriously mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like even more of the hunger games part when katniss is showing off her skills to the game makers yes and it's like yeah let's give all of these criminals these deadly weapons while we have the crown prince the heir to the crown up here in in the stands and the right hand of the king right who's actually running things but nobody really knows that yet so right but still yeah i agree that like not intelligent because like one they don't have access to magic so they can't put up shields right and they don't have the same level of technology that is present in the hunger games to protect protect them should a champion decide to attack them right so like sjm was truly in her wizard of oz hunger game era yeah. while writing this book <laughs> yeah. and if selena had wanted to she could definitely have done a shoot the apple out of the pig's mouth moment here for sure yeah though that probably would have gotten her killed so yeah. really smart that she didn't do that but some but the, i mean someone could have just taken their like it could have been worth it you know yeah take someone out on your way down with 22 champions and five shots each, the test took a dreadfully long time. She was in the back of the line, three from the end, thanks to Kel pulling her aside. Far enough back that she had to watch everyone else go before her, including Kane. She notes that the other champions did well enough. The targets had five colored rings, yellow marking the center, with only a tiny black dot to mark the bullseye. Each target got smaller the farther back it was, the final target being nearly 70 yards away. Selena recalls how archery was one of the first skills Arabin had taught her, a staple of any assassin's training. Two of the assassins proved her point with easy skilled shots, but they didn't hit bullseye and their shots got sloppier the farther away the target. She thinks that whoever their masters had been, they'd known what they were teaching. Paler, though, wasn't yet strong enough to manage a longbow and barely made any shots. The champions laughed, came the loudest. Brulo's face was grim as he asked, didn't anyone ever teach you how to use a bow boy? Paler glared at him with surprising brazenness, telling him that he was more skilled in poisons. Poisons? The king wants a champion and you couldn't shoot a cow in a pasture, said the weapons master. The other champions laughed again and Selena wanted nothing more than to smile with them, but she couldn't help feeling badly for him. She wonders if he was eliminated, where would he go? To prison? To some other hellhole? Again, it's just, you wonder how he was chosen. Like, obviously, we see later on his skill with poisons, but it's like, how, what led him up to this point? Like, we know Selena Also, started, what happened to him? Yeah, like, Selena. Where, where are you? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm concerned. Like, afterwards, yes. Like, yes. I, I know he was a plot device yeah. for her to, like, use him to help with the poison and with right. Elena being like, look to your right. Right. Like, for that moment. Mm -hmm. But- how in the world did he survive long enough to yeah. get there? Like, that was, like, weeks into the tournament. Yeah. Like, honestly, as being the weakest link, like, no one was, like, cares who, about him. Yeah, and who shot worse? Yeah. That guy should be embarrassed at this point, <laughs> the way Paler was described. Right. Because like, he's, like, not strong enough to even pull back the yeah, arrow. Yeah, if he can't even pull back the boat, he barely yeah. hit the target. Yeah. And somebody else who was bigger and older mm -hmm. did worse. Like, yeah. You had to hit the terrible. broad side of a barn. <laughs> Forget a cow in a pasture. It just makes you think he's one of these like kids like Selena and Sam and Lysandra who just had no choice. Like they were poor in poverty on the street. Born just, into terrible situations. Right, right. So they they had to do what they had to do to fend for themselves. And he had to 
become good at poisons, become an assassin. But Which, it's like, I mean, as an assassin, mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty good skill. Like, yeah. if you could just drop something yeah. and, and no one's going to pay attention line. to a boy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. really, he could have probably been the best one to play the king's. Right. Like, nobody would look at him like, oh, no. that guy's scary. Like, the boy. Yeah. They wouldn't look twice. Kane would have been obvious. Yeah. Kane was like the dumbest choice they could make. He would have been obvious as yeah. an assassin for the king. Like, if you had like a small child just running around, like, yeah. People don't pay as much attention to that. Right. And Selena, as a woman, you know, yeah. They thought she's, oh, a pretty girl in her pretty dresses. And then later on, she's like, stabbing dead. you <laughs> yeah you're dead yeah Knox is who surprised Selena the most he had three bullseyes in the nearest targets and the last two were along the border of the inner ring she wonders if she should consider him for an ally and with the way the other competitors watched him she knew they were thinking the same grave the repulsive assassin did fine she supposed he had four bullseyes in the final shot on the border of the innermost ring then Kane drew back his bow his black ring glinting, and fired over and over in the span of a few seconds. When his last shot landed, the chamber was silent as Selena's stomach turned over. He had five bullseyes. Her only consolation was that none of them had been on the black dot, the absolute center. Does the Valgan him make him better, or does he, like, have his own strength and skill? I you feel know? like it has to be some of his own strength right. and skill. Because, like, one, he's... We know that the White Fang Mountain, like, they're warriors. So I think that it's definitely Mm -hmm. natural skill, like, being able to do things like this. But, like, the brute strength and speed. The size, yeah. Is coming from the, like, the ritual. Right. Him gaining the. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. But I think the actual finesse of skill comes from his background. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think, were the Valg that was inside Dorian able to use his magic because we really don't get much from Dorian during that time no. like we get random moments of his thoughts but we don't ever actually see like were they able to manipulate right. his powers and use I them I think if Dorian had known his true I true I depth so. of his powers at that point I feel like That'd they could scary. have That'd you know because scary. he was still just like oh crap I have powers you know yeah I feel like when he was possessed so because even along he learns like how he can become a world walker like maven he like studies the spiders and all of that his raw power that he has I think because in his mind he wasn't even aware of that that the Valg Mm -hmm. wasn't aware of it too true which I think I wonder if they were able to use Caltanes because we know like we see her use her powers yeah Parrington's command yeah but we know that like by that point she had eaten the vow yeah. that was in her it's just a thought yeah can they access because imagine like if that's Sel- if Selena had been valg infested them using her powers you know then that would kind of explain why the king wanted magic to be gone right the king wanted the magic to be gone because obviously Parrington needed those people and he used like Caltain and Kane, who had already some magic in their blood to bring them over. Mm-hmm. But then even some of the soldiers, he could put a ring or collar on them and have them be possessed too. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, we also know that he wanted magic to be gone because the magic that Dorian has yeah. was supposed to be able to stop. Yeah. And he, he didn't want to know 
um, he didn't want Airing Arrington. I don't want to do Erwan and Parrington, Arrington together. Their their ship name. <laughs> he didn't want Erwan to know of Dorian possibly having powers too. So yeah, he obviously needed people with powers for something. So yeah, true. Yeah. All Selena could think about was Kane as the line started moving quickly. Him being applauded by Parrington, getting clapped on the back by Brulo, him getting all the praise and attention not because he was a mountain of muscle, but because he actually deserved it. She suddenly found herself standing before the target. Some of the men chuckled, but she held her head high as she knocked an arrow. Her competitive nature cannot stand Kane. No. Cannot she, handle it. And she can't stand, because obviously she doesn't know about the valve, but she, at first she was just like, oh, he's all muscle, like he's strong. That's why mm -hmm. they like him. But then he actually got first place in the run and then now at this competition he actually did have good skill and great so she's like okay so maybe he does have some talent and he's not yes. just the best because he's strong yeah she thinks of how they would practiced a few days before and she was excellent or as much as she could be without attracting attention she had killed men from longer shots clean shots too right through the throat i am selena sardotian otterland's assassin if these men knew who I was, they'd stop laughing. I am Selena Sardothian. I am going to win. I will not be afraid. That line gets me every time. Chills, 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 chills. <laughs> she shut out anything other than the sound of her breathing as her focus narrowed on the first target. She pulled back the arrow, her arm muscles aching with the effort. She took a steady breath, letting the arrow fly as she exhaled. Bullseye. She sighed. It wasn't an absolute bullseye, but she hadn't been aiming for it anyway. Some of the men stopped laughing, but she ignored them as she fired at the second target. She aimed for the edge of the innermost ring, hitting it with deadly precision. She could have made a circle of arrows if she wanted, and if she had enough ammunition. She got another bullseye on the third target and did the same on the fourth target, but aimed for the opposite side of the bullseye. Wherever she aimed, the arrow met its mark. Reaching for the last arrow, she heard Renault, a red-haired mercenary snicker. She clenched her bow so tightly the wood groaned and fired her final shot. The target was a little more than a blur of color, so far back that its bullseye was a grain of sand in the vastness of the room. She couldn't see the little dot in its center, the dot that no one had yet touched, not even Kane. The arrow hit the absolute center, obliterating the black dot. They stopped laughing. No one said anything as she stalked away. Kill only scowled at her. She hadn't been inconspicuous, but Dorian smiled. She just couldn't help herself. She really couldn't. And no. I feel like this is a moment like, so we know that the block on magic only affects the magic because like Rowan still has his speed and strength as a fae when right. he comes right. before they free the magic. Right. So I feel like this is one of those moments where like we see her face strength, speed, powers come through, even though she's still in her human form. Right. There's a couple of other times she runs so fast, like how did she get there that fast? Or right. how did she do that with her strength? Like right. I think this moment she was so mad when Renal snickered at her that she couldn't handle it. And that piece of her came out. Yeah. Well, cause because we see later on that Adian 
obviously he's Demi Faye as well. Mm-hmm. So that's just who they are. Like their yeah. strength, their speed, all of that. They're just part Faye, regardless. It's just of biological as opposed to like magical. Right. right, right. So, and we see that that has helped him out in the army and his training in getting out of situations. So that makes so much sense that, I mean, that's a part of who she is. Like she obviously hasn't transformed in her to her face self because she can't because mm-hmm. of the block. But yeah, that's still a part of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that definitely helped out, especially even being an assassin. In the end, it was one of the army soldiers, not Paler, who ended up being eliminated. But though she hadn't lost by any means, Slana couldn't stand, absolutely could not stand the feeling that she hadn't really won anything at all. And that's chapter 15. So, to pick up with chapter 16... This chapter begins with Selena and Kale running in the gang park. She's gasping for air, but if Kale was winded, he barely showed it. As they ran towards the hill, her knees buckled at the sight of incline. She let out a loud gasp, getting Kale's attention. She slows to a stop, bracing against a tree. She takes a shuddering breath, then proceeds to vomit. She hates the tears that leak from her eyes, but she can't wipe them away as she continues to heave and gag. Kale just stands nearby watching her as her breath calms she wills her body to ease it's been three days since the test 10 since she arrived in Rithold, and she was still horribly out of shape the next elimination test was in four days though training had continued as usual she started getting up earlier than normal she would not lose to kane or to renault or any of them she's only been in Rithold for 10 days yeah of course you're still throwing up while you're trying to run and train like a crazy person yeah your body is still destroyed from being in a slave prison for a year i'm more impressed with the fact that she can run at all yeah seriously yeah but the timeline is so fast and you kind of forget that as you're reading you're like like yes it, it does those like little reminders like oh yeah it's only been this long this long this long yeah yeah like sometimes you get lost in the book and you're like, it's taken so much longer. You're like, oh no, it's only right. been a day. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got back from prison a day ago and now we're running five miles. That's <laughs> that's talent. Yes. Yes. Kale asks if she's done and she lifts her head, giving him a withering glare. But everything spun and she vomited again. I told you not to eat before we left, he tells her. And she asks if he is being smug, to which he responds, are you done vomiting up your guts? She snaps. For the time being, perhaps I won't be so courteous next time, and I'll vomit all over you instead. If you can catch me, he says with a half smile. He thinks he's flirting, but it's not cute. The anger is (laughs) (laughs) She wanted to punch the smirk off his face, but as she took a step, her knees shook. Again, she braced against the tree, waiting for the retching to begin again. She sees Kale looking at her back out of the corner of her eye. Most of it was exposed beneath her damp white shirt. Are you enjoying looking at my scars? She asks. This next part is from the book because it's too important. He sucked on his lower lip for a moment. When did you get those? She knew he meant the three enormous lines that ran down her back. When do you think? She said. He didn't reply, and she looked up at the canopy of leaves above them. A morning breeze sent them all shuddering, ripping a few from where they clung to the skeletal branches. Those three I received my first day in Endover. What did you do to deserve it? 
if only I could teleport into a book and excuse my language, bitch slap Kale across the face. What did you do to deserve it? What did you do to deserve it? Yeah, there's literally no I'm words. S- I'm sorry. Kale sympathize. People who like Kale. <laughs> Talk to me about this sentence. What did you do to deserve it? What? He's- I'm so mad I can feel my blood pumping and my heart rate <laughs> going up and I'm going to sweat. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. He's so, so narrow-minded. To him, it's still in this moment. It's like, okay, well, why did they have that reaction? It had to be your fault. Yeah. It's like, in what world is this okay, regardless of what she's done? She showed up. That's what she did. Right. She she got delivered. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't even, before her first day even started, it was like, oh, walk in the gates, and then we're going to beat you to death. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Deserved it, she laughed sharply. No one deserves to be whipped like an animal. Yes, queen, you're right. This is why you are the queen. And this is why Kale is not in charge of anything. This is why Eurene is in charge. (laughs) He opened his mouth, but she cut him off. I arrived in Indovir, and they dragged me into the center of the camp and tied me between the whipping posts. Twenty-one lashes. She stared at him without entirely seeing him as the ash gray sky turned into the bleakness of Endovir and the hiss of the wind became the sighing of slaves. That was before I had befriended any of the other slaves and I spent that first night wondering if I would make it until morning, if my back would become infected and if I would bleed out and die before I knew what was happening. No one helped you, Kel asked. Selena explains that in the morning, in the breakfast line, a young woman slipped her a, kin- a tin of salve. She never got to thank her because later that day, four overseers raped and killed her. Selena clenched her fist, her eyes stinging. The day I snapped, I stopped in their section of the mines and I repaid them for what they did to her. Something frozen rushed through her veins. They died too quickly. Then Kale, his voice rough and quiet, says, But you were a woman in Endover. No one ever... He was unable to form the word. Selena smiled slowly, bitterly, saying they were too afraid of me to begin with. And after the day I almost touched the wall, none of them dared to come too close to me. But if one guard tried to get too friendly, well, he'd become an example that reminded the others that I could easily snap again if I felt like it. She didn't need to voice her suspicion that perhaps, somehow, Arabin had bribed the guards in Endovir for her safety. We each survive in her own way. He gives her a look she doesn't fully understand, and she only stared at him a moment before she took off in a run up the hill. One, Kel shows some concern here, but his biggest concern the entire time is, are you a virgin? Right. Literally. His only concern (laughs) about her. Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. I'm sorry. Disgusting. (sighs) Ron was better. Yeah. I'm sorry for the Ron slander, (laughs) Ron. I apologize. You were much better. (laughs) You were an idiot 15-year-old. This is a 21-year-old man. Right. There's no excuse. 20-year-old man. There's no excuse. Also, the fact that Arabin probably paid for her to be protected 
And yet the king also was like, torture her more than the others, but like, don't kill her. Right. Like, I don't have words for him. I think Erebin only paid for her protection or that she thinks of for selfish reasons, obviously. Oh, yeah. And for oh, himself yeah. and his end goals, not because he cared about Selena, you know, the girl he'd he, raised for 10 years from the time she was eight years old. Oh, yeah. No, the king, Dorian pulling her out messed up Arabin's plan. His oh, plan sure. was his plan was to be the one to come rescue her. Right. To look so like. So that she would be indebted to him. Right. Again. And, yeah. Again. And love him. Right. Disgusting. Disgusting. She would have been so loyal to him, I think. Oh, yeah. She would have. And she was. She literally was. Up until well, the until whole Sam thing, yeah. she was so loyal to him. Like, yes, she still he screwed wa- up. Exactly. She still wanted to escape and she kind of thought about it over the years, but she still was thankful to him for saving her, for putting her through this training. And that's when he screwed up was with the whole Sam thing. And it was to his downfall. I mean, yeah. he could have had her so loyal to him if he was a decent human being, but obviously he could have, he could have killed Sam and done something to help her feel like she was avenged she avenged yeah him. that she avenged him yeah if he would have helped her avenge him she would have stayed loyal to him to the end and if she, she would have never she would have never done anything that she ended up doing in the books and if she didn't find out it was him that sam he was the reason sam was even dead i think if he would have helped her avenge him then she wouldn't yeah. have looked for it she would have just been like she would have never looked for it yeah she it was once taken she it. got caught that uh-huh. she started to think about it yeah, because it was all s- sketchy in how she got caught and all of, how all of that played out. So then it made her start questioning, okay, well, how did Sam die? If that would have never happened to her, she would have just said, well, it's just, you know, the consequences of being an assassin. Mm-hmm. So, but at least we know that, a, mm-hmm. at least we know that a Kale's threshold is rape. Right. Like he's, he's got being some beaten, humanity. Yeah. Being beaten, that's your own fault. But if you get yeah. raped, like at least we have some sympathy for rape victims. Right. I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll take that as him having I, sympathy. I'm and... glad at least though he does meet Selena because obviously like, and a lot of people think this way, like they go their whole lives without yeah. ever having their way of thinking challenged. And Mm -hmm. just thinking that's the right way, you know, if obviously he's a good person and Dorian's a good person, but I think without Selena, it would have taken a lot longer to get to the point of him being like, wait a minute, you know, this, this isn't cool. This isn't okay. I mean, he, he has his own set of morals and no, Mm -hmm. like what's good and wrong, but I think she was the catalyst to to things happening sooner for him to opening his eyes right. to wide world problems yeah yeah like, the injustices I, like slavery yes as much right. as i dislike him i don't i don't take him as a villain but he's a right. very flawed person yeah. whose flaws really just get under your skin yes make my skin <laughs> crawl like yes yes the next day, Brulo was lecturing the champions on various weapons and other nonsense Selena learned years ago and didn't need to hear again. Suddenly, as Selena was debating on whether she could sleep standing up, movement by the balcony doors caught her attention. One of the champions, a discharged soldier, shoved a guard to the ground, his head hitting the marble with a loud crack. 
knocking him unconscious. She didn't dare move. None of the champions did, as the man rushed towards the door to the gardens, trying to escape. Kale and his men moved so fast the champion didn't even have time to make it to the glass door before an arrow sliced through his throat. Silence fell and the champions were surrounded by half of the guards, their hands on their swords. Bows groaned as the archers on the mezzanine pulled their strings taunt. Selena didn't dare move. Neither did Knox, who was close beside her. One wrong movement and a spook guard could kill her. Even Cain didn't breathe too deeply. Selena could see Kale attending to the unconscious guard. No one touched Finn, the champion, who laid face down, his hand still outstretched towards the door. I think this is the moment that, like, solidified to the champions mm -hmm. how expendable they truly are. Until that moment, they were kind of all in their own world. Right. Like, this is serious, but, yeah. like... It's yeah. fine. So definitely it, it all seemed like this fun competition. Yes, they were still, you know, chained, still had guards and stuff, but it was it was like a semblance of freedom. And I think until this happened and it brought them back to re reality, like they're not there of their own fruit, their own free will, like the majority of them anyway. And one wrong move and they could be killed. And I think this just was like oh yeah we're not one of them we're not one of these people we are set apart from them and they will kill us so yeah I think this was definitely a wake-up call yes Knox breathed gods above they just killed him she wanted to tell him to shut up but even that seemed risky I knew they were serious about not letting us leave but he glanced sideways at her, saying, I was granted immunity by my sponsor. He tracked me down and said I wouldn't go to prison if I lost the competition. She didn't respond. She just stared and stared at the dead champion. She wonders what made Finn risk it. Why here? Why right now? The day she snapped at Endover, Endover, she hadn't been thinking about freedom. No, she picked the time and the place and started swinging. She'd never meant to escape. This is just like, one, how was Knox found? Yeah. By whoever his sponsor is, because we never really get to know. It's kind of cool that he was offered immunity. Yeah. So he's like, no risk for me. I'm just right. here. I mean, the risk raised a little bit further down when she yeah. tells him, hey, you need to get out of town. Right. He he had no risk involved. He was like, if I don't win, I just go back home. Right. And I think that moment for him was like, ooh. Okay, there's the risk right there. Like, right. <laughs> didn't know it was that serious, guys. I guess it is. But also, like, it's not life or death for him. Yeah, like it, this, like it is for her. Right. And this made him realize this is dangerous and I could die. Mm -hmm. She thinks that maybe he realized he had no chance of winning and this kind of death would have been better than returning to whatever he came from if he wanted to escape. He would have taken a better opportunity, at least waited until dark. She understood that he wanted to prove a point and only understood because of that day she had come with a fingertip of touching the wall at Endovir. This reminds me of Foxface. Is that her name in Hunger Games? The really so. smart one with the plants. I like so. when she ate 
the berries that kill yeah. her like this kind of reminds me of that like hers yeah. was a less violent way of doing it but this right. was like her her way of her these way two characters yeah taking charge of like their own life and being exactly like, her having I'm to gonna, say yeah like if I'm gonna die I'm gonna die in my terms like I'm gonna pick how it happens right still terrible that it happened yeah. but like yeah it's that same kind of feeling uh, with this mm-hmm. because yeah he knew he wasn't going to escape oh, no. and was essentially committing suicide and Selena I think is the only one who understood that because she was in that same exact place in Endovia like she was in that same mindset of I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna take as many as I can with me and this mm-hmm. is gonna be the end of it and like you said it's them taking control back of their life like I'm in control and I'm gonna say how I die yeah it just makes you wonder like why why did he choose to do it in that moment and I don't think we ever find out because that was a huge statement in front of Mm -hmm. all of them like it it could have happened any other way but he specifically chose that time in that place and I'm it makes me wonder like did he know what Kane was doing and he had a suspicion and he didn't want to be the next victim or if it was truly just personal less painful death right yeah or if it was just truly personal of I'm going to go out and it's going to be now. Or he just took the opportunity, you know. And did he know the guard that he shoved? Right. Yeah, like, because he was Were they the... attached in some way? And what did he do to be discharged from the army? Like, Yeah, because we know they're not an honorable army. Right. So I have I have questions about this. I have, I have lots of questions. Right. But it also, I think Selena understood picking your own death and like doing it in your own terms because- She'd been through life or death moments already. Like what happened to her when she was eight. Mm-hmm. Life or death moment. Like mm-hmm. the scene where she gets caught in the sewer and Sam saves her. Like life right. or death moment. Like she's already seen like. She's been to near she's, death so many yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Otterlin could take their freedom. It could destroy their lives and beat and break and whip them. It could force them into ridiculous contests. But criminal or not, they were still human. Dying rather than playing in the king's games was the only choice left to him. Still staring at his outstretched hand, forever pointing towards an unreachable horizon, Selena said a silent prayer for the dead champion and wished him well. And that's the end of chapter 16. It makes you think, too, if she was the only one that, you know, lifted up a prayer for him and wished him well. Probably no one ever thought about him again. Nah. You know, even, I don't know if he had a family or all, but she was the only person. Like she says, criminal or not, we're still human. Yes. And don't deserve the things that had happened to To basically be treated like animals. Right, right. And so, I mean, she's the only one really with that humanity. Even Kale and the guards and stuff are like, well, you know, he's a criminal. He tried to kill one of ours. It's him. He deserved Which it. Which I don't even think his intention was to kill. His intention was just like, to he just shoved him to get out of the way. Like, right. Right. Yeah. To be a diversion. But she's the only one, again, that understood him, understood mm-hmm. where he was coming from and in that moment. And that had the humanity to wish him well, mm-hmm. you know, in the afterlife. And that's that say that says a lot about her character, you know. It shows it shows her depth of empathy. Yeah, for sure. So to recap chapter 15, 
The first test has arrived and it turned out to be archery, which Selena could probably do in her sleep. And most everyone does pretty well with the exception of Paler, as he states that he is much better at poisons. Selena is thrown off by how well Kane does and she can't stand that he might actually deserve the praise and attention for more than just being a mountain of muscle. Selena shows off her skills, her arrows going exactly where she aims, which is intentionally not at the bullseye. She can't help it though when someone snickers and she sends the last arrow, landing on the true bullseye from 70 yards away, something that no one else has done. And Kale scowls at her, but Dorian smiles. And I think that oh. just tells them your two personalities right there. <laughs> which is why I love Dorian. <laughs> And for chapter 16, it has been 10 days since we arrived in Rithold. Selena is training her butt off, but she's still out of shape and vomits on every run her and Kel go on. Which is fair, which is valid. Yep. We find out how she got the scars on her back. It was her first day in Indovir, and she was dragged to the center of the camp and tied up and given 21 lashes. Kel equals stupid and, and ignorant. <laughs> I just had to add that little. Yep, yep, nope, that's fair. <laughs> I 100% support that statement. <laughs> it gets Autumn's seal of approval. A champion, Sven, one of the discharged soldiers, essentially commits suicide by trying to escape during a training lesson with Brulo. All the champions are shocked, and it reminds them of how dangerous of a situation they are in and the competition is. And as a sidebar... Today is March 5th, and we would like to wish our queen, Sarah J. Mass, a happy birthday. We're not going to sing, but happy birthday to You Sarah. don't want to hear us sing happy birthday. <laughs> yes. We we had to wish the person who has dropped this into our lives a right. happy birthday. Right. Even though we will never meet you in person. But if we do, yeah, pray for us, because I'll probably pass out. Pass out. Right. <laughs> we're like, sing this. <laughs> Like, sorry, she's a fainter. <laughs> also, we've made it to the end of February with no announcement. <laughs> I know there were some I'm people. Dying. <laughs> I know there were some slowly... people. Like, the prediction was down to like, we're going to get this here, this here, this here, this here. I just need a 2023 release <laughs> or I'm going to, I'm slowly slipping into insanity. I'm yeah. slowly slipping into insanity. You're a doing a, um, Akatar, or you're on Akawar now, but an Akatar reread, and you're we're like, poor Kelsey gets all no. of my chaos thoughts and five million TikToks a day. <laughs> no, it's it's worth it, but yeah, we're we no one can function until we know how like, this all please. Out. We're all stressed. We're stressed because I wasn't that stressed about Akatar stuff until yeah. until Hosab, and I'm like, like I was ready. I was like, we'll get Akatar six when we get it like it'll be fine yeah now hosts have happened and I'm like wait a second well, like everything's all interconnected and it's mm -hmm. just like we can't rest we can't sleep we can't eat until we just know I'm sick I'm sick yeah <laughs> well like I just remember I just finished Silver Flames around this time last year and I remember thinking like I remember being mad like why is Crescent City three first yeah yeah. Akasif came out first. Yeah. What is going on here? And then I finally got Crescent City and I read them and I was like, oh, nope, you got to be first. Yeah. So like, Akatar 6, you can sit in the background. That's okay. Just rest yeah. peacefully. 
but now I'm at the point where I'm like, Sarah, come, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm we, dying. We just need a little nugget of something. Like, give me something. Yeah. Give me a Christmas novella at this point. I don't care. Yeah. There's certain people who, you know, Tog is their thing, Akatar is their thing, Crescent City. And so, I mean, for me, I wasn't big on Crescent City, obviously, but so there's people that were really mad with that Crescent City 3 was going to be next instead of the next Akatar book after Silver Flames. And it's like, okay, but Go read it, without though. telling you, you need to read these. And <laughs> like, and like No spoilers. Why. No spoilers. But read right. these books. It changes everything. Right. We'll be on the Crescent City 3 train. Right. Because if something crazy like that hadn't, hadn't have happened, say she landed like somewhere else. With that, we would we would have been like whatever of it. Like if she would actually landed on spoiler alert, hell, right? She actually landed there with right. Adius, like, right? I'd have been like, okay, I can wait. I'd be a little stressed because like Hunt and Rune are like yeah in a well, Styrian that, see, prison. For, for me, I would. I don't know if I would want Akatar next. At, still after that end, if she yeah. would landed anywhere else, even besides Prithen, because I'm like, wait, Hunt Rune, like where's Bryce? Like I would this, still want CC three over the next Akatar because at least with Akatar. Things are kind of, they're like tied they're up. They're kind of tied. Things are okay right now. We're like halfway tied. Things aren't like nobody's in peril. Death. Nobody's exactly. nobody's on the edge of death here. Exactly. Everybody's just chilling. It's like, it's like okay, well y'all chill. There's problems hanging What's out going but like, on in the Asteri dungeons right now. Yes, like the only thing that tops Rune and Hunt being locked up in prison, like stress wise. Was Aelin being taken by Maeve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that right there for the people. I thank God the every day. who read <laughs> Empire of Storms as it came out. And then Tower I of Dawn dropping. I would have died. Tower of Dawn dropping before Kingdom of Ash. I would have rioted. I would have I found Sarah's address and been like, you cannot do this to me because at least yeah. when Akamath happened and Feyre yeah. went to the Supreme Court like we knew she went of her own choice we knew right. her and Reese were good because of the like whole if it would have ended, thing if it would have ended without Reese's epilogue yeah that would have been oh I, I would I would have been like we write yeah. it on like, I'm so what glad is this I'm so glad I did read like all of Tog was out by the time I read it so I was praise like, the lord because that was stress with how much Tower of Dawn is it is so important and I really like the story but I'm like also, I'm so I glad I read it right first. Into like, okay, when's Aileen get? When's Rowan finding her? Like, yeah, yeah. I would. Like, I'm. I'm glad I decided oh. that I was going to read Tower of Dawn first. Yeah, I did too. Okay. I because did. I would have never, if I would have read Empire of Storms first, I would not have. Yeah. Read In Tower my brain, of Dawn. And I like, love on a reread. I might can do a tandem, a tandem read. But the first time it was just, I it that was, was too, a lot. It was too much. But I might. If you did the tandem read, read, you deserve like a medal of honor right good luck good luck but you got it and if you if you read empire storms like if you read the books as they were being released you deserve you deserve compensation for the torture (laughs) that you were put through you deserve monetary compensation (laughs) like you should be able to bill sarah for your therapy bills (laughs) because that right there I don't know that I would have made it i think that would have been that would have been the reason i'd be like i'm done with this series like i will never pick up this would have been my Cassandra Clare making Jace and whatever the heck her name is. Oh, yeah. Brother and sister. siblings. Yeah, I quit after that. Yeah. Because even though you find quit. out later that he wasn't and that the guy it's, she ran off with was, 
which yeah. is disgusting on a whole nother level. Like her new book just came out and so many people are like, oh, it's so great. Read it. I'm like, nope. I gave up like we, we passed ago. We passed the line at incest. That was literally <laughs> 10 books ago at this point because she's released yeah. four other series that tie to that yeah. series. And I'm like, no, yeah. ma'am. Incest is where I draw the line. My hyperfixation is Sarah J. Mass right now. Yes. And I can only devote myself to however many books this is. So 15. I can't go. <laughs> I can't start another multi-universe. <laughs> time period jump that right we're good we're I'm good. already like in a reading slump as it is and can only focus on SJM so yeah I can't commit to that yeah my life is already upheavaled enough with all of this like <laughs> my hyper fixations only know so many bounds like right we're on this right now yeah this, this yeah. is our train until you know we were committed to Harry Potter for like 15 years so now we've got like yeah however and s and jk rowling ended that series and sjm right. has has basically said that mm, i might never end them so i'm no. like we're in this for life like yeah committed we're like, gonna be like old and wrinkly still like reading some sjm we're gonna be 90 years old in the nursing home like i need the next sjm you gotta book, release yeah we gotta release it now for a <laughs> Before Move I on. Kick the bucket. <laughs> I need someone oh. to read to me, please. <laughs> okay, we'll end it. Yeah, that's sorry. <laughs> we went off on a whole we a little tangent there. <laughs> we ran off into the forest. <laughs> please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you are using. And you can find us on Instagram at Throne of Chaos Pod, where we are the most interactive. So come say hi. You can also find us on YouTube, so if you'd rather watch us, go subscribe and let us know if there's anything specific you'd like to see from us, and thank you so much for listening.